why is it so hard to find good people to work for you right now? Like it's, or even you'll take anybody. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to play an audio clip from a comedy skit. That's hilarious about trying to find um, people to hire right now. So we're going to talk about why that is, why that condition exists and how it's about to change radically in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. Okay, I'm not going to delay at all. I'm going to get right into this comedy uh, clip. This is from a group called The Johnson Files. It's actually a husband and wife. Sean Johnson is the name of the guy. I follow him on Instagram. Maybe some of you do as well. You can do it at Johnson Files is uh is the handle for him and his his wife uh kind of co-hosts the channel with him he's hilarious at johnson files all one word so i'm just going to describe for you what's in this skit and then and then we'll react to it in a minute so just picture and he's he's playing both the voices on this but on the instagram um video that the clip what you see is you see a guy interviewing a job applicant and the job applicant looks like Oh my gosh, the the creepiest dude you've ever seen. And the skit starts off with him. So he's coming in for a job interview, right? So he hands the uh, interviewer his resume and all it says on the top is resume. And it's got a big, it's got a big smiley face on it. And then the interviewer, so he he's reacting to that resume. And then you'll, you won't be able to see this obviously, but, but so let me just tell you, he reaches out after he comments on the resume and then he kind of, he touches the neck of the job applicant to take his pulse. So listen to this. See if you can relate. I got your resume and everything looks great. You drew a nice smiley face. And I noticed the, the eyebrows, that way to go the extra mile with the eyebrows. That was fantastic. So I, I'm feeling pretty good about everything. I just, real quick, if you don't mind, can I just get in here? Strong pulse. Love that. And then if you could just breathe on this mirror real quick. There we go. Nice and fogged up. That's what I love to see. Pulse breathing. Fantastic. So uh, I feel good about this. Uh, Can you start on Monday? Yeah, I'll I'll just see how I feel Monday and I'll let you know. Absolutely. Just let us know. Here's the thing. I only want to work like one day a week just for a little spending cash. I get it. You got things to do. And obviously, like, if I have cash from the week before still left over, then I won't want to work this week. Totally. Just call us. Let us know. Just show up. If you show up, you can grab an apron. (laughs) Okay? All right. I'm going to go now. Take care. (sighs) Got one. Stacy, got one. Eva brought a resume. Things are looking up. (laughs) I love love that clip. Uh, You got, if you don't have them on Instagram uh, or TikTok or whatever you use, at Johnson Files. Johnson Files, all one word. You got to follow them. It's so hilarious. (laughs) So hilarious. Can't you relate to that? Like any of you who lead teams or or own a company or an executive in an organization, (laughs) that that describes your last two years, right? It's funny. Um, Our number three child who turned 16 just uh, within the last month, let's call it six weeks, 
he uh, he got a, a summer job at a uh, at a uh, kind of a fast food sub sandwich place, if you will, that uh, is in our area. And I took him. I took him to the. Uh, this is such a great experience. Oh my gosh, such a good experience. I like. I prepped him for the job interview. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Most likely, how how would you answer this question? How would you answer that question? Okay, what are they trying to get at this? How are you going to differentiate yourself with that? So we're going through um, this whole job interview thing, and uh, and then I I take him to the uh, to the restaurant to the fast food place. So and then I sit in the parking lot, and he goes in. And this is our son who's relatively reserved and not real comfortable being out on out in front of everybody. And so, you know, I'm thinking, man, this is such good life experience. He's got to walk in. He's got to find he's got to go up to somebody he doesn't know. He's got to go find the manager. He's got to present himself. He's got to sit down I'm like I don't really even care if he gets a job. I just love the fact that he's having this experience. I mean, I want him to get the job. So he goes in. And he comes out like five minutes later. I'm like, well, how'd that go? And he's feeling awesome. So I'm taking him over to the convenience store. It's right around the corner for us to get like a fountain drink afterwards, kind of celebrate that he did it. He's like, well, I walked in and, <laughs> and the, 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 the gal behind the counter was like, um, okay, let me go get the manager. And then she came back a few minutes later. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's busy. So she asked me if I would do the interview. Um, so he takes, she takes my son out to a table in the restaurant, right? In the fast food place and sub sandwich place. Right. And, uh, ask him a couple of questions, like the most general thing. Okay. What's your name? Okay. What, what hours can you work or something like that? <laughs> it's like, just like this comedy skit almost. And, uh, and then she, my son told us, he's like, then she like said, okay, hang on a second, went back behind the counter and, and, and my son could hear her say, um, I don't even know like what to ask. <laughs> like what question should I ask him? Oh, just see what he can, whatever, whatever. So she comes back and this is like a teenager, right? Doing the interview, like probably the same age or just a little bit older than my son. So comes back and, uh, ask a couple more questions like, okay, cool. Um, onboarding is on Monday. Here's this, here's that. You're going to want to log into this site. Boom, 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 boom. So, and my son's like, okay, um, thanks. Walks out. And I'm like, did you get the job? He's like, I don't know if I got the job. And then I'm like, well, tell me what happened. And so he explains a lot. I'm like, um, if they schedule you for onboarding, you got the job. And it's 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 not so much do you have a pulse, but it's pretty darn close to that out there. And it's not just working at a sub sandwich place or a fast food place. It's like almost anywhere right now, right? And so uh, we could talk about tons of experiences. I mean, I, I, I we we've got executives that we consult with in large corporations. You all that are probably experiencing some of the things that some of you in smaller companies are experiencing, which is employees that are just like, they don't even give notice. They just don't show up. And you're like, oh, I guess they're gone and not coming back. And uh, we we are in, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal within the last week that said 17 states in the U.S. right now have historic record-breaking unemployment rates. Like below 2%, some of them are below 1.5% or right around 1.5%. That's crazy, you all. Like 98.5% of people in a state are employed. And that's why we're dealing with such a shortage. So let's go into everything that I'm hearing, that we're hearing from our clients, the organizations across different industries that we consult as well as what I'm uh, what I'm reading, and I've done a ton of reading on this. Here's what it says are the causes for the current condition, and then I'm going to tell you why this is all about to change. All of this is about to change. 
But I'm like eight minutes into this episode and realizing like I never officially introduced myself. So uh, a lot of you listen to this podcast every episode. I appreciate that. So you already know. But for those of you who don't, this is the Culture Hacks podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I uh, I'm obviously the professional <laughs> host of this little thing. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's largest companies. You can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com. Okay, um, and this podcast is like an audio journal for me. I just share observations, insights, best practices, experiences that we're having with our clients um, that we consult and, and experiences I'm having as a dad, as a human being, as an individual out there trying to lead teams, whether in my, they're in my home, at our company, um, with consultants, whatever it might be. So, um, my job is to give you ideas, thoughts, tips, observations, just to, to get you thinking about the way you lead others personally and professionally, and hopefully to help you improve that by giving you some things to think about they might do differently. And then episodes like this, we're talking about things that we're all dealing with in the world of leadership. So you can probably relate to over the last couple of years, how hard it is to find people. So there's multiple reasons. Here's what all the economists and what different organizations say. We've, there's just so much demand. There's just massive, historic, unprecedented amounts of demand. That's why the prices are so high, right? Inflation's out of control at the grocery store, in the real estate market, home improvement, you name it. It's just like insane prices. And because people have too much money. If you can imagine that, like, how could that exist? We are spending gobs and gobs of money as families, as individuals, as companies across across the world. We're spending a ton of money. Well, where do we get all this money from? It came from two places. The two places it came from were um, pent up demand. We didn't spend anything in 2020. We didn't go out to eat that much because all the restaurants were closed, right? We didn't go on vacation. We didn't go to prom. We didn't buy our daughter that dress. We didn't have to pay for rent for our college age kids because they were back at home. We, we weren't spending hardly any money around the world collectively. You know, not all of us, but most of us weren't spending that much money compared to our average, our normal amount of spending. So you've got, you've got a whole world, a whole globe with hardly anyone spending money. And, um, and, and companies are saving money by not having to pay for utilities at the offices, shutting offices down. I mean, just travel budgets went away. Meeting budgets went away. Conference budgets went away. I mean, all of this money taking clients to the Super Bowl or to that NBA game or what? No, we're not going to those games because they've got no fans there. So companies and individuals say are not spending any money. So they've got all this saved up money. That's number one. Number two is governments injected, ejected. Well, what would the right word? Well, injected a ton, inserted, put out, um, throughout a ton of money. They sent assistance to individuals, to families, to college kids. Didn't have to make loan payments. They gave um, tax breaks to companies. They gave um, assistance to companies. So governments spent an enormous amount of money, injected a ton of money into the economy. And, you know, there's a lot of debate right now in the political world about, yeah, in the U.S., they did. They went way overboard. Put way too much money. Obviously, wasn't needed. That's that's for another podcast. Another you, you might feel that way. Um, you may not feel that way. And it's not just true in the U.S. It's true in a lot of countries 
where the government's just put so much money in and they printed so much additional money because they were concerned about the economies crashing. No one had been through this before. So in in their defense, well, nobody had been through this. And would you want to be the one that that didn't do enough and ended up causing a massive economic downslide because you weren't aggressive enough? So that's one argument. The other argument is, yeah, but you didn't have to do that much. Holy cow, you went way overboard. So anyway, that's a political debate for somewhere else. The point is there's tons of demand from two places. We didn't spend money. And we got more money. We got tons of extra cash. So that's still in the economy, you all. That still hasn't been spent. That's why people are willing to pay, as I said in a previous episode, eight, nearly $1,800 for a flight from Phoenix to, to the East Coast. Like crazy talk. That's why people are willing to pay $10,000 over invoice for a brand new car. It's why we're, we're just spending money because we've got a ton. So it's going to run out. <laughs> right? Well, let me finish that. Why, why, why are there so few workers? So there's all this demand. So people are buying all these goods, buying all these services, which causes the factories to have to, 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 to do more work. They're running more shifts and they're putting more product in, which they're then just think of the trickle down effect of that. This factory is ordering from that factory, which is ordering from that factory, which is getting that part from wherever. And so you've got all of this demand, which is causing Every company to need lots of extra people in order to satisfy the demand. Well, there just aren't enough people. There's way more spending, way more demand than there are workers who can make that stuff. Services for restaurants, for manufacturing companies, for hospitals, for everything. There's just so much demand. So that will um, that will correct itself. And it looks like it's going to, when will that happen? Well, you're starting to see companies lay people off or put hiring freezes in place. It's starting in the Silicon Valley. It always starts in the tech industry. The companies that are funded primarily by venture capital or private equity that don't have good profit margins yet that are, you know, mostly that they're the first ones to cut back typically. And you're seeing that in Silicon Valley, everybody from Netflix to Tesla, you know, which you could argue is a technology company to uh, what, what did Tesla say just in the last few days, you know, 10% of the workforce. I can't even remember what, what it is, but it's company after company after company. You're starting to see that. And that is going to spread you all. These are dominoes that spreads into just mainline industries. How long will that take? I'm not an economist. I just read a bunch of crud. And listen to different companies that we consult with. We're in these meetings. It's probably going to take, I don't know, uh, it could take a month. It could take three months. It could take uh, the rest of this year for that to all happen. And then with interest rates going up and the government spending less money and printing less money in the U.S. and around the world, you're going to start to see this, um, this reverse. And then what happens is when demand goes down, guess what? We don't need as many people. And then that that just you go from way over way too many, um, not enough workers to too many workers, meaning we we don't need everybody. So you're going to see this change. I I I could be wrong on this, but I'm like, I I bet the mortgage on it. Like, I feel really confident about it. I don't know how fast it's going to happen because I don't know how long you're going to keep spending as much money as you're spending. And, but at some point here in the next few weeks or months, you're going to say, look, we're not going on the trip because we can't afford $7 and 50 cent gas 
or you're going to say, oh my gosh, we're not going to buy the new car. It's not worth it to pay $10,000 over invoice. We're not going to buy the boat or we're not going to take that family vacation or I'm not going to build the addition to the house or we're not going to go on that trip or whatever it is. At some point, you are going to stop. You're going to pull back. And the smart thing, in my opinion, just my personal opinion is to do that now. Unless you've just got so much cash coming in and you're 100% certain that demand's not going to go away. But if it were me, man, I would be spending less right now and just keep building up that rainy day fund because you don't know how big this storm's going to get. Who was it? The, the, the CEO of Citibank? Is it Citibank? I don't know. You could Google this. In fact, maybe I'll just Google it on one of my uh, screens here while I'm hosting this show. Uh, City CEO. Let me see if that's right. Yeah, it is the uh, Jamie Diamond, I think is his last name, the chairman and chief executive officer of J.P. Morgan and and company. He said uh, a hurricane's coming. That's his word. He, he said uh, a month or two ago at the time I'm recording this, he said, we've probably got an economic storm coming. Um, this is the the chairman and CEO of one of the world's biggest banks, JP Morgan Chase. And he said like a month or so ago, we've got a storm coming. He changed that um, within the last few days and said, actually, I don't think it's a storm. I think it's a hurricane. An economic hurricane is coming. Google it. Uh, just type in, do what I did. Uh, Chase Bank CEO hurricane. That's what I typed in. You'll see the articles. Chase Bank CEO hurricane. You'll see tons of different articles, links to it. So he could be wrong. And he even says in this interview, he doesn't know how powerful. He's like, there are minor hurricanes and there are major hurricanes. And I, I hear the word hurricane. I'm like, I don't care what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the boards on the window and like, you know, we're getting ready for the wind. So, um, so what I'm in this episode, my point is we're going to go from this shortage of workers in my view to this is going to correct itself. Now it won't be, it won't be incredibly different because from the standpoint of there just aren't as many employees available in the U S workforce as there were. We wrote about all that in the great resignation. We talked about the 50-year projection from the U.S. government about the labor shortage, but it's not going to be, in in my view, as a non-expert, but somebody who pays a lot of attention to this space and works with a lot of large, well, not a lot, but works with a good number of, of large companies, Fortune 50 companies, I would just tell you that it's it's never going to be this bad again. You wouldn't imagine the employee shortage. And I, my personal opinion is you're going to start to have friends that are going to get laid off. You're start. You're going to start to see some people who are having a hard time finding a job, and um, and it, it may get really bad. It may be a real bad hurricane, or it may not be that bad at all. It may just be we go from wow, nobody can find anybody to hire, like that comedy skit that we started the the, the show with. Um, it may go from that to well, it's, it's easier to find people, and and it's harder to find a job. So we'll see. My point in this episode, the reason I wanted to talk about this is I wanted to talk about number one, why is it. Because I hear this from friends and colleagues and associates all the time. What, what's causing this? Why are there so few workers? Well, we, we just talked about it. And then the second, so I wanted you to know what, what's causing that and be aware of that. And then the second thing I wanted you to know is, yeah, but this situation's probably not going to last, certainly beyond the end of the year, but probably not for uh, even a few more months. You're going to see a change in this. And I could be wrong. 
The economy could be soaring. It could be amazing. But I'm just, uh, I want to be on the record. I want to be one of those voices that caution people to, hey, just be smart. You don't need to go get in the fetal position in the corner. But for my company, yeah, we're not going to spend as much. We're going to pull back on it. We're going to be more cautious. And personally, we, yeah, that's already, we've already started that. Make sure that the, that you're good. And there are a few things that we want to, I want to spend money on. My wife wants to spend money on. We're just going to hold off a little bit. You know, how long? Three months, maybe. Because is it going to be a year and a half, two years? Maybe. We're in no rush. It's okay. Right. And so I, I just can't believe how many friends I've had over the years who don't make those adjustments who don't see the, these news headlines about hurricane coming or don't understand, you know, kind of the changes. They aren't paying attention to it. So they're out there buying the, you know, the triple for $1,800 per flight. They're out there buying the car for $10,000 over invoice. They're out there buying the trip to whatever, just spin, 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 whatever, and contributing to the problem. And then maybe buying the addition or paying for the addition or signing the contract for, you know, extension to their house or a brand new house that they can, they can afford right now. But could they, if things turn, um, turn bad, just how many friends I've had over the years who've not paid attention to those things and end up really suffering wishing they had been watching the weather vane and realized, oh, crud, the wind is changing direction. So isn't it exciting, though? I mean, we live in such unprecedented, such historic, such interesting times. And uh, it's just it's just fascinating to watch this. Nobody's been through what we've been through the last few years with inflation, with the pandemic, with virtual work, with the work changing, with the gig economy coming on me, technology, uh, just unbelievable. It's awesome. And so we just keep that perspective. We'd be smart. So those are, those are, those are some things that I would encourage you to do. Okay. That's what's on my mind. I hope you all are doing well. Hope you're healthy, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, hope you're happy. And we'll talk to you in the next episode of the culture hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks Podcast with Russ Hill.